Today's Word Podcast with Rick Pena. Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena. I'm bringing you today's word for August 9, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Expecting the Word to Work, where we've been studying the parable of the sower. This is an amazing parable. Jesus told his, his disciples when they asked him for an explanation around this parable, he said, well, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? I call this the mother of all parables, which is why we've been taking our time to study this parable. This is part 39 of the series. So expecting the word to work, part 39. Today, we're finally going to get to the fourth type of soil, which is the good ground. And I'm calling today's message, getting rid of blessing blockers. As a believer, and you want the blessing to flow, you want it to flow to you, you want it to flow through you, what you got to do is get rid of all blessing blockers, because oftentimes we're not even cognizant of the fact that we have things that are blocking God's blessing. Once we rid ourselves of every blessing blocker, then the blessing is free to flow. So let's get into the the parable once again. So uh, let me give you a recap of the whole parable. This is Mark chapter 4, verses 13 through 20. This is Jesus's explanation of the parable for his disciples. He says, come on, guys, you don't understand this? Well, let me give you an explanation. The farmer is like someone who plants God's teaching, God's word, down inside of people. Now, sometimes the teaching falls along the path, and those are like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And since their understanding is unfruitful, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. Now, these are the people that hear the teaching, and they, they quickly and gladly accept it, but they do not allow the word to go deep into their lives. And because of it, Uh, they keep it only for a short time. When trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word, then these people, they're quick to give up. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. Now, they hear the teaching. However, they've allowed their lives to become full of other things, like the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. So those other things grow up and choke out the word, and the word doesn't work. Finally, there are some people that are like good ground, where the, this is what we're dealing with finally, where the seed of the word of God is actually planted in their hearts and they're like good ground. They hear the teaching, they accept it, they allow the teaching to grow, it produces a harvest, and even then, watch this, the, the seed, every seed of God's word has the power to produce a hundredfold return, but even then, some, some people that are good ground produce a thirtyfold return, some a sixty, and some a hundredfold return. And so every word has the power to produce a hundredfold, but not everybody allows it to produce a hundredfold, and we'll deal with that. So what does this mean to you today about ridding your life of every blessing blocker so that you can be good ground, so that you can be the man or the woman that God called you to be? I have two things to share with you this morning, a bunch of real simple things, things that are not complicated, so that we can open up our heart to the word, open up our heart to our relationship with the Father. And so that we could walk with him and allow him to walk with us, right? Two things, simple things. You ready? Here we go. Number one, to become good ground. <laughs> here's, this, is, this is real deep. To become good ground, you got to make sure that you're not one of the first three grounds, right? I mean, so, so everything that you've learned so far in this series, this is part 39. You don't want to be any one of those grounds. And as long as you're not, then you're in this fourth ground, uh, fourth category, good ground. So let me give you, uh, uh, once again, let's, let's go look at the three grounds you're not supposed to be. So the first one is, if you want to be good ground, you can't be like the wayside soil, the wayside ground. So those were the people that heard the word, but remember, they didn't understand it. So they heard the word of God. 
They received the word of God down in their heart. They read it or they heard it. Um, they got it on CD. They saw it on YouTube, but they didn't understand it. And you cannot maximize something that you do not understand. You really can't even adequately apply what you don't understand. So they got a word from God, but they didn't understand it. And because there's so much power in the word, um, and because the same potential that's in the word that attracts the blessing also attracts opposition, then Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in your heart. Because what Satan wants to do is get that word out of you before you even start to meditate it or apply it. So what can you do about it if you don't understand it? Well, when you get a word from God, what you got to do is, first of all, give it some thought. Meditate it. Medicate it. Ponder it. Consider it. Pray over it. Carefully consider it. Carefully pray over it. And then ask the Holy Spirit, who's the author of the book, who lives inside of you. Did you know that while you're reading the Bible, the author is actually on the inside of you? So you have a relationship with the author. He's living on the inside of you. Ask the Holy Spirit, who's the author, to tell you, hey, what did you mean right here in verse 14? What did you mean in chapter 6? I don't understand this. Can you tell me what you meant? And ask the Holy Spirit to to talk to you about it, because once you get an understanding of it, then you can walk it out, and Satan can't take it away from you. Uh, uh, the next thing is you can't be like the rocky ground. Remember, these were the people that received the word of God, and they were happy and all of that stuff. Uh, when they received it, um, they high-fived their neighbor, but they didn't allow the word to go deep into their lives. It was only like a surface level. So they allowed the word. They only have a surface-level relationship with the word of God, and they really only have a surface-level relationship with the Father. So don't let this be you. Accept the word of God. Allow the word to go deep into your life. Make the word of God the foundation for everything that you do. Make your relationship with the Father the foundation for every decision. You got to base, make the, the word of God the ruler by which you judge every decision. Am I thinking like God? Am I acting like God? Am I living like God? Am I doing what the Father wants me to do? And what I'm thinking right now, and I think this is from God, does it line up with the word? And so, so judge it by the word of God because the spirit of God will never lead you contrary to the word of God. So what you want to do is allow the word of God to go deep into your life Make it the foundation for everything that you do. And as the word permeates you in every aspect of your life, you're going to wake up one morning and, and realize that you are now a godly, holy, and a fruitful person. And that's the way that God called us to live. And then the next ground is that thorny ground. We've been studying that for a while. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be thorny ground. Remember, these are the people that receive the word of God, but they allow their lives to become full of other things. And so don't Basically, they just gave other things priority over the word and priority over God. Yes, I know God wants me to do this, but I don't feel like doing it. I want to do that. I know God wants me. Matter of fact, I don't even want God to tell me, uh, you know, talk to me about this because I know he wants me to go this way and I really don't want to go that way. I want to go this way and that type of thing. So, so you, these are people that just really make their lives about themselves. There are two positions that you have to fill every day, the cross and the throne. And so um, if you're on the throne, of your own life, right? You're on the throne. You're the king. You get to make decisions. If you're on the throne in your own life, then hey, and you can be because God gives you the right to do it. If you want to run your own life, you can. So if you're on the throne of your own life, then you're in charge. You get to make your own decisions. You're your own king. You're your own Lord. But what that also means is that the other position, which is the cross, Jesus is still there. So Jesus is on the cross for you. Jesus is dead to you because you're the person that's in charge. But if you say that Jesus is your Lord, uh-oh, that means that he's on the throne. And so if he's on the throne, then he's in charge. Then he gets to tell you what to do. It's not the tail wag wagging the dog. 
God is in charge. He's your Lord. He's the Lord of all. He, he gets to tell me, I don't get to do, I don't get to live my own life. I don't get to make my own decisions. I'm doing, I'm living the life that the Lord who sent me to this planet to live. And then what does that mean? Well, there's another position. Oh, I get to fill that position. That's the cross. That means that instead of Jesus being on the cross and me being on the throne, Jesus is on the throne and I'm the one on the cross. So I'm dying to self. I'm yielding to the Father. I'm dying to self daily. I'm picking up my cross and following him. I'm crucifying myself. I'm I'm decreasing so that God can increase in me. That's the way we're supposed to live. Number two, once you rid your life of all blessing blockers described in these first three soils that I just talked about, then you are in position to produce a godly harvest. So you don't have to make the word of God work. Just like the soil doesn't really have to make the seed work, the power to work is already in the seed. The soil just has to work with the seed, right? So you don't have to make the word of God work. The power to work is already in the word. The power of God is already in the word. You just have to free yourself or rid yourself of anything and everything that will stop it from working. So you rid yourself of every blessing blocker and so that you can just freely allow the word to work. Now, once you accept the word, once you apply the word, once you're living the word, once you're saying, okay, now I'm doing what God told me to do. I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing this because I wanted to do it. I actually didn't even want to do it, but I'm doing it because God told me to do it. And once you're doing what God told you to do, once you're living out the word of God, then, and you, you endeavor to, to take on a project that clearly God told you to take on, then you don't have to ask God to bless it. Let me explain. Look at me for a minute. If I'm, let's say I didn't want to do X. I actually wanted to do Y. But, but the Holy Spirit told me to do X, X lines up with the word of God. And now I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to submit. I, I give myself over to God. I submit and I take on X. While I'm doing what the Father told me to do, I don't have to ask God to bless it. I don't have to ask God, Lord, will you please bless this project? <laughs> For what? He told me to do it. If he told me to do it, it's already blessed. If, if I'm walking out a word and the word is clearly, I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm doing what the word told me to do. I don't have to ask God to bless it. It's already blessed. The word is already blessed. The blessing is already in the word. All I have to do is submit to the word. So I don't have to come up with, this is what most Christians do is they come up with something on their own without God. They lay it before God. They say, God, I need you to bless this. And then they say, in Jesus name, as if that changes something. Um, and then they go at they go at it, and they're asking. They repeatedly ask God to bless what they came up with in their own heart. Well, if you're doing what God came up with in His heart and not your heart, then you don't have to ask Him to bless it because it's already blessed. The fact that He told you to do it means the blessing is already on it. And now what you just got to do is walk it out and rid yourself of every blessing blocker, which is how I'll close this morning. So once you rid yourself of every blessing blocker, then the blessing is just free to flow. It's free to flow to you. It's free to flow through you, and people will notice, you will notice, um, your family will notice, and they'll be like, wow, um, there's something happening in your life. You know why? Because you're ridding yourself of everything that's not like God. You're, you're stopping uh, all the, the things that you used to do that would stifle the blessing. Now that all the blessing blockers are gone, the blessing is on your life. The blessing of God is on your life.